Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to gore, sexual assault, sexual content, animal cruelty, human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Coming this fall, Hellpig 2, Field of Screams. I'm Adam. So you said we're having pig wontons? No, no, no. Strike that. Reverse it. I'm Andy. Pigskin handbag. Fine. Pig decorated as a handbag. Unforgivable. I'm Kelly. When it comes to bringing back extinct species, I think the hell pig is pretty far down on my list. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about pigs. You chauvinists. <laughs> See, in uh, deference to Andy's family, we're not talking about cops. <laughs> <laughs> so the word pig comes from the English word pigka. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's it. It was just a word for pig. Pigka. <laughs> yeah. We should shorten this. <laughs> Fear of pigs is called swinophobia from the Proto-Germanic Schweine. Nice. That's just more fun to say than pig a <laughs> So pigs are mammally are mammalies. Mammally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at those pigs. They're actually pigly, but <laughs> pigs are mammals in the family Suidae. Domestic pigs range in size from 3 to 6 feet, or 1 to 2 meters, and weigh from 110 pounds to 770 pounds, or 50 kilograms to 350 kilograms. Pigs typically live between 15 and 20 years, and they are genetically very similar to humans and have remarkably similar skin, meaning that pig skin and organs can be used in human transplants, including using pig bits as architecture for human bits to grow on. Thank you, pigs. Pig yeah. architecture. Mm-hmm. That's why they're always shooting them up in Mythbusters. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on to our acid pop quiz. So true or false, pigs cannot look up. Ah, oh, you know my cousin Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a pig has looked at me before, and I'm usually above them. <laughs> I, I, but I feel like anytime I see a video of a pig, and we used, I used to have a neighbor, well, that's for stories. I'm going to say it's true. Like they don't have the neck for it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're going to be carried off by a bird or anything. They don't need it. <laughs> well, not well, our pigs, pigs, but like a wild small pig yeah, could. Them teacup pigs that everybody yeah. loves. I'm going to say they can. I have more faith in pigs than you guys. <laughs> I'm going to say no. This is true. Pigs cannot look up. Yay. False. This is just anti-pig propaganda. <laughs> While they technically have the spines to do it, they have no muscles to tilt their heads higher. If a pig wants to look at the sky, it has to roll on its back. So they can look up. <laughs> no, that's looking down. Adam's going to start a pig exercise program to lift those muscles. Looking down reversed. So pigs are immune to snake venom. <laughs> uh, How could this be more likely than the last one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, well, no, they're so much like us, though. That's this is what false. I was thinking. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> you said they're practically people. It's got to be false. Mm. 
So this is false. Damn it. I had not heard this, but it's long been believed that pigs are immune to snake venom. But there are many documented cases showing this to be false. <laughs> Lots of pigs getting bit out there. <laughs> this may have come up because pigs have so much fat that snake bites might not be able to reach their blood. So they might be bit by pigs and be o- or bit by pigs, bit by snakes <laughs> and be okay. But that doesn't mean they're immune to the poison. Pigs biting pigs out there. So pigs have no sweat glands. I'm going to say true because they have to wallow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why they cover themselves in mud and stuff. Isn't that like like a cliche saying about sweating like a stuck pig or something? That's true. And they are bleeding like a stuck pig. Oh, sweating (laughs) like a pig seems like a thing. And and we just went over how much they're like us. We're all sweaty pigs. (laughs) (laughs) You're all pigs. I'm going to say this one's true. Be terrified of that part. (laughs) I'm going to say they can't. Okay. And I'm actually going to go with Adam. I meant to say false. I said false too. Oh wait, they can't. They Wait, the, the question the, the question is, pigs have no sweat glands. Oh, true. true. False. False. Okay. <laughs> so this is true, mostly. Pigs <laughs> do technically have sweat glands, but they you are all vestigial. They are one on a short list of mammals with no functioning sweat glands, including <laughs> rhinos, hippos, and whales. I thought dogs also didn't sweat. Uh, I think they can, but not very much. Not sure. Hmm. So true or false, chocolate is toxic to pigs. I don't know. They're so much like us. Pigs I love chocolate. love chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to say that's false, and I'm going to go buy a ton of Snickers bars to give to the pigs. <laughs> Just to prove it. Yeah, pigs can eat anything. It's mm. true. Except chocolate. <laughs> Except a Milky Way bar. <laughs> I, I feel like they can eat anything. They put their mind to it. Gotta believe. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba. <laughs> So this is false. Chocolate is not toxic to pigs. Yeah. The time for our fill in the blank. What is a group of pigs called? A wallow? Mm-hmm, that's good. I think Adam got it. It's like a wallow. And that might be like warthogs or something. Okay, then I'm going to say it's a Congress. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A SWAT team. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's a Baconator of pigs. <laughs> It's a ravenous, it's mm. a ravenous of pigs. <laughs> so I would have accepted drift, drove, team, parcel, pharaoh, or sounder. Pharaoh, shit. Mm-hmm. I like sounder. I play an army in a, in a miniatures game that's called the pharaoh and they're pigmen. <laughs> so pigs have been shown to have intelligence on par with what other mammal? Dog. Yeah, I, I think that's right. That's what I heard, that they were... Dog-level intelligent. Well, more than rats, dogs, and crows, pigs are comparable to chimpanzees in their whoa, intelligence. Oh, hey. It's too bad you're delicious and chimpanzees ain't. <laughs> or are they? So the heaviest pig ever weighed was how heavy? You said they normally get up to 770. Mm-hmm. One so ton. So I'm going to... One ton? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to double it, 1,400 pounds. Yeah. You can be a big pig, too. <laughs> I'm going to 1,000. 1,000? Well, Adam is the closest without going over. Yeah. <laughs> without going over? Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> There's a festival in Taiwan where people bring their largest pigs, and the largest wins and is subsequently slaughtered to honor the gods. 
one farmer showed up with a 2,063-pound or 936-kilogram pig, which was dubbed the ton pig. (laughs) Do they get to eat it? Like, just slaughtering it for the gods seems like a waste. I think they do eat it, but I couldn't find anything that confirmed that. And I also couldn't find what the name of the ceremony was, unfortunately. So when were pigs domesticated? Middle Ages. Okay. So, like, when is, what about is that? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere in the middle. In the middle um, I'm going to say, like, way before that. Don't you think, like, Romans or Egyptians or I've, something? I've played both of those Assassin's Creed. I ain't seen no pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, like, Roman times. I'm going to say, I, I don't know. I feel like we might be um, CE here. Maybe not quite as far as... Andy went. I'm going to say like 500 CE. Evidence suggests they were domesticated around 13,000 BCE. I was a little off. Egyptians. (laughs) Egyptians then. Well, no, that's like 9,000 years before the Egyptians. (laughs) Sumerians. Yeah, Yeah. Sumerians. Maybe before. I don't know. Multi-Babylonian gods. (laughs) So this is before cows and around the same time as dogs. I feel like they'd be so hard to domesticate them. Yeah, I mean, if they're, they're like mean. up there with chimpanzees. <laughs> and they're dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So we're on to our terms. What are mangalitsa? That is a mango pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right is up it, there with the Hawaiian pizza. As if pineapple wasn't bad enough. <laughs> How dare you? Pineapple's been nothing but good to us. I don't like pineapple. Mangalitsa. That sounds like a that sounds like a fancy pig from overseas. Yeah. I think it sounds like a Tiny pig. Mm. Yeah. I, I was thinking a pig with filigree for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. A mangalitsa is like a fashionista for Japanese comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, mangalitsas are a breed of pig that grow hair like sheep. Whoa. So they, That's awesome. <laughs> they grow long, curly hair in white, black, and red. Whoa. What's more, this breed of pig is among the fattest, with marbled meat like Kobe beef, and is said to be some of the most delicious pork around. <laughs> This pig sounds fantastic. It is. Some pig, you might say. <laughs> Can you, like, use the the wool? Yeah, it's like hog hair, <laughs> so it's not exactly uh, make a shirt out of it, but... Uh, Think how many brushes you can make. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're really crazy. I mean, they look photoshopped when you see them. We'll put some pictures on our website. So what is an intellidont? Opposite of, of an intellidu? <laughs> <laughs> Intelodont. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like an Intelodontosaurus. <laughs> I mean, you can go with that. An Intelodont is a pig that you filled with military intelligence and sent down the road. <laughs> Hoping to get past enemy lines. Those are the, the wisdom teeth that pigs get. <laughs> <laughs> so, Intelodonts were seven foot tall, 930 pound, or 2.1 meter, or 420 kilogram prehistoric pigs. My God. <laughs> Sometimes called the hell pig or the Terminator pig. <laughs> Seems a little judgmental. <laughs> it's amazing humans survived at all. <laughs> These colossal pigs were apex predators in Eurasia and North America for about 21 million years, eating whatever they damn well pleased. <laughs> Nobody could stop them. <laughs> I want to ride one. <clears throat> oh, my God. Seven feet tall, you said? Yep, at the shoulders. And we <sighs> fight those things in Monster Hunter all the time. That's true, <laughs> I guess. While they were omnivores, evidence suggests that they primarily ate meat because who could stop them? <laughs> because they could. Well, what's in this bush? A bunch of monkeys? Who the fuck cares? I'm going to eat this bush <laughs> and these monkeys. <laughs> so what is a pig toilet? 
That's the dark side of the internet you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, at certain clubs, pig, pig toilet. toilet. <laughs> I'm going to say that pigs are actually quite clean, mm-hmm. and they oh. pick a specific area of their pen to use I as like a toilet area. Yeah. I'm going to say that pigs are filthy, and their whole pen <laughs> is a toilet area. <laughs> no, it looks like a pig toilet in here. I like Kelly's one. That sounds right. <laughs> Pig toilets were outhouses in China that basically consisted of a little hut with oh, no. a ramp out the back that oh, emptied no. into a trough. Oh, no. People would go to the bathroom, their waste <laughs> would slide down the ramp, and the people's pigs would eat it out of the oh, trough. No. <laughs> yummy, yummy crap. <laughs> <laughs> While incredibly unsanitary, pig toilets could be found in China as late as 2005. Delicious. And then, then, then they have the gall to stand around and wonder why we get the, these diseases that hop between animals and humans. <laughs> so what is a babirusa? Sounds like another fancy pig. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fancy Babe Ruth bar. <laughs> a babirusa is when Russia is going to take over another country. Like, look at this little babirusa. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for the daddy rusa. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a species of pigs with what may be the world's most unfortunate tusks, and that's saying something. (laughs) Unlike other pigs, where the tusks grow out the sides of their mouths, babirusa tusks grow up through their snouts, drilling holes through their skin. Mm, Yes, evolution. (laughs) It's just all part of growing up. If that weren't bad enough, the tusks are curved and never stop growing, meaning that given enough time, the tusks can poke out their own eyes or even stab through their skulls and kill them. And this is what Lisa looks like in 10 years. (laughs) In fact, the Natural Museum of History in Sweden has a babirusa skull with a tusk drilling down through the center of the skull. Jeez. Which we'll link a picture of that on our website. Something about that? I mean... (laughs) What the heck was was evolution like turning away at, at the time? Like, I leave these pigs for five millennia and this is what happens. Charles Darwin turns his head. It's an important moment to remember that evolution is not a linear movement upward. Sure. But like, what were the what else were the pigs doing so right that this got between the cracks? And that concludes our acid pop quiz. So we're on to our stories. And I thought I'd start with a very strange artist. Wim Delvoyer is a strange and controversial Belgian artist. Among his works are carved tires, ironing boards painted to look like family crests, and bunny slippers made from real bunnies. (laughs) I was going to say, the ironing board's not that controversial. (laughs) I kind of dig his sense of humor. One of his longest projects, and one that put him under heavy fire, was what he did to pigs. In 1997, Wim began to tattoo living pigs. This quickly brought him to the attention of the U.S. government, and they forbade him from inking porkers anymore. It was a slow government day. (laughs) Not willing to take no for an answer, Wim moved to Beijing, where he established a farm to raise and tattoo the world's most metal pigs. (laughs) I'm going to go find a cooler government. (laughs) He's been banned from several art venues, but he still sold his pig works for thousands of dollars. People could buy the living pigs for the novelty of having a punk pig on their farm. The pigs could be taxidermied, or you could just buy a canvas of pig skin. His most popular works included the Louis Vuitton pattern, Disney princesses, and in some cases, both. (laughs) (laughs) Louis Vuitton princesses. Yeah. 
His best-selling pig netted him over 180,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So Wim frequently stressed that the pigs were well cared for on his farm and were anesthetized before being tattooed, and he released photos to prove it. Still, he was catching so much flack that he decided to close down his farm in 2010, though he continues to see, receive criticism for his pigs. Because that's the worst thing we do to pigs. Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess, like, if he's, what was the word, anesthetizing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, that's that's different than what I was thinking. So he just knocks them he out for a bit while he does it. Okay. I was thinking he was, like, he was, like, killing them for meat and then just doing it to the skin, but... No, he, if, you, if you go look at our website, there's pictures of the yes. farm with pigs just running around with tattoos on. That's a really tough looking farm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Drove into the wrong neighborhood. That horse has a mohawk. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's like a farm in the 80s future. Are those ducks smoking? <laughs> <laughs> it is art. <laughs> nice Belgian accent, by the way. <laughs> I forgot where he was supposed to be. For a <laughs> 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 oh, no. oh, good. Okay. Deep breaths, everyone. Andy's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Get a drink of something. We're good. I want to see it come out your nose. (laughs) Next, we're going to talk about pigs during war. Pigs in war. So in 322 BCE, Alexander the Great kicked the bucket by drinking himself to death. Mm -hmm. And this leaves a huge power vacuum. Kings, generals, and warlords spent the next 50 years or so trying to take over as much of his land as possible. On one such occasion, Antigonus Gonates took an army of war elephants to take over the city of Megara. Now, war elephants were the end-all of warfare at the time. They were huge, could run 25 miles an hour, or 40 kilometers per hour, were covered in armor, and had wicked iron balls on the end of chains attached to their trunks that they could use to bash people's heads in. My God, that's awesome. And they never forgot. (laughs) There really wasn't much to be done against these monsters, but the Megarians knew something that Antigonus didn't. Elephants are terrified by the squeal of pigs. <laughs> huh. I've heard this before, actually. <laughs> now, Antigonus's elephants were well-trained, and while it's possible to train a pig to squeal, the Megarians didn't have the time. But there's <laughs> lots of ways to make a pig squeal. Oh, no. Yeah. One of the most effective being light the pig on fire. (laughs) Oh, God. It's a terrifying anti-warfare thing. (laughs) So when Antigonus showed up with his elephants on the front lines, he was met with hundreds of pigs covered in pitch and set ablaze. The shrieking swine scared the piss out of the elephants, who turned tail and crushed Antigonus's troops in their retreat. The Megarians then swept in and took care of the stragglers in what must have been the most delicious smelling battle in history. (laughs) Talking about hell pigs. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I feel like there must have been a real danger of setting your own city on fire, though. I think they took him outside the city, but yeah. Yeah, probably just outside like, the wall or Run something. home. You're free now. End on fire. <laughs> you survived this. A medal for each of you. <laughs> I wonder if they like, did the did they just release the pigs while they were on fire or did they cover them in pitch 
release them in that direction, then send like a flaming arrow over. I don't know. It would have been terrifying. Yeah. So next, in the mid-1800s, the U.S. and England were squabbling over the border between what would become Canada and the U.S. Things had mostly been ironed out, but there's some little islands off the coast of Washington and British Columbia called the San Juan Islands, and there were some heated debates over who they belonged to. In 1859, the island was still populated by Americans and Britons. One morning, an American farmer named Lyman Cutler found a pig eating his potatoes. No. (laughs) This had happened several times despite complaining to the Irish farmer named Charles Griffin who owned the pigs. Cutler got so pissed that he shot the pig in the head. The shot heard around the world. (laughs) He felt bad afterwards, so he offered Griffin ten bucks for killing his pig. Griffin demanded a hundred. <laughs> that was one hell of a pig. <laughs> Cutler was all, well, the pig was trespassing anyway, so I don't have to pay you at all, and stormed off. I was standing my ground. <laughs> Griffin complained to the local British government, who threatened to arrest Cutler. In response, the U.S. sent some troops to guard Cutler. <laughs> this is escalating quickly. The yeah. British then sent five warships. <laughs> Why? <laughs> The Britain governor finally gave orders to stage a landing of the beach and take Cutler by force, but the admiral of the warships responded, I will not involve two great nations in a war over a squabble about a pig, and went home. (laughs) Nice. Finally. Thank you. (laughs) Throw some goddamn sense. This is dumb. I'm going home. (laughs) The moral of the story, let the pig have some taters. (laughs) Yeah, or instead of sending troops, just send the guy a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's got to be cheaper. less expensive. Give him, the, give him the pig's value in taters. <laughs> yeah, just cook that pig up with some taters. Everybody benefits. We're having chorizo. <laughs> just invented chorizo. So this next story isn't so much about pigs, but pigs figure heavily. In the early 90s, Canadian Robert Picton and his brother started a pig farm outside Vancouver. According to locals, it perfectly encapsulated the term pigsty. It was a smelly, unsanitary mess. Over the next few years, women started to go missing from Vancouver, mostly Mm. prostitutes and drug addicts. In 1997, a bloody prostitute stormed into a police station with several knife wounds. After being treated, she told them that Picton had handcuffed her, pulled out a knife, and stabbed her several times. She managed to wrestle the knife from him and stab him back and made a break for it. Good for her. Turns out, Picton was at a nearby hospital being treated for lacerations that looked an awful lot like stab wounds. Hmm. Picton went to jail, but in court, he claimed that she was a wacky, drug-addicted prostitute who went crazy and stabbed him for no reason. It's one of them wacky dames. Yep. The case was thrown out, and Picton went home. Oh, my God. Five years later, when the total number of missing women had reached 64, wow, wow, the police received a tip that Picton's farm was a stop for illegal weapons trading. <laughs> Something we actually care about. <laughs> Unlike the lives of women. <laughs> the police got a warrant and searched his farm. They didn't find any weapons, but they did find an awful lot of women paraphernalia. A good portion this is of which probably nothing. <laughs> belonged Look at to all the missing <laughs> Picton was arrested again, and this time he admitted to his cellmate that he was disappointingly one murder shy of making a solid 50. (sighs) He also told him how he would invite the prostitutes over to do drugs, but fill needles with antifreeze and let them inject themselves with it. No! Then he would do, well, whatever he did to them and feed the corpses to his pigs. 
Yep. Well, now that pigs are full of antifreeze. <laughs> we know he said these things because his cellmate was actually an undercover police officer who recorded <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> My hubris. <laughs> Picton's farm became the biggest crime scene in Canada's history, and 300,000 cubic meters of soil were sifted through to retrieve 200,000 DNA wow. samples and 600,000 bits that looked like they might have come from a human. In the end, the police were only able to conclusively prove that Picton killed six women. Only six? Yeah, but that was still enough to put him in jail for life. I figure a pig doesn't leave much. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, that's like that... Oh. Uh, Cossack Soda did an episode on that that woman that would invite people up to her farm. Yeah. And then feed them to the pigs. Yeah. It's a good way to get rid of bodies. Yeah. That's what I learned in the Hannibal movie. It's good way to... Oh, no. The dogs ate the guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> now, in 2016, Picton published a book telling his tale of woe and how he was an innocent farmer who took the fall because the police couldn't find the real killer. Except that you told a cop! <laughs> <laughs> The book was on Amazon until it was pointed out by the victim's family members that it was in, in incredibly poor taste, and they took it down. I mean, can't we do one of those things where the guy can't can't profit from that book, and all the profits go straight to the, the victim's family? <laughs> yeah. Like they did with If I Did It? Yeah. No? It's a pretty crazy story, and that's one of the worst serial killers in history, turns out. This guy and his Jeez. pig farm. And for our last story here, we're going to talk about a story that Maybe isn't good enough to be made into a movie, but certainly a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> called They'll Super take anything. <laughs> so, a Hulu special? Yeah. <laughs> a Hallmark original. <laughs> Starring Jilda Swinton. <laughs> so if domestic pigs find themselves in the wild, they very quickly turn back into boars. They get bigger, meaner, hairier, and they grow tusks. Like in a single generation? or Yeah. Just like teenagers. <laughs> like in a few months, like literally. Jeez. This has become a pretty big problem in the American South where wild pigs are eating farmers' crops until there's nothing left. Sometimes the farmers go to bed with a cornfield and wake up with an empty field. <laughs> wake up with a field of pigs. <laughs> yep. In 2013, a farmer saw a pig eating his corn, so he ran out to shoot it. As he got closer, though, something didn't seem right. The pig drew a knife. <laughs> Perspective can be a tricky thing, but as he got closer, this pig was getting larger too fast. <laughs> the pigs of master perspective. <laughs> also, it was covered in tattoos. <laughs> oh, God. There must be an art installation nearby. <laughs> he soon came upon the largest pig he had ever seen. Normally, pigs pull the ears off of corn and eat them, but this pig was eating entire stalks of corn. <laughs> no... The farmer took aim with a 45 caliber gun and shot the pig, and it took off looking more startled than hurt. Don't do that. I was going to say, don't mad. piss off the huge pig. <laughs> the farmer called in legendary pig hunter Michael Mims to pause. <laughs> legendary pig hunter. Can yep. we do a whole episode just on him? <laughs> Maybe. Man, that man has a story to tell. <laughs> the farmer joined Mims as he tracked down the pig with his five dogs. When he found fresh tracks, he released three of the dogs who took off into the corn. They oh, no. heard what sounded like an all-out war, but the pig was still running faster than the two men could catch. Mims released his last two dogs, which was a pair of pit bulls, and they joined in the fray. As Mims gained ground on the pig, he saw one of his dogs fly out of the corn in an angry <laughs> arch before crashing back to the ground. 
Oh my. As Mims and the farmer came upon the pig, he found it bucking like a wild bull with five pigs hanging off various parts of its anatomy. Jeez. Mims and the farmer dove in with bayonets, but the pig dragged the five dogs and two men 250 yards or 228 meters through the corn before it finally went down. The pig was too large for the two men and several other farmers to pull out of the field, so a tractor had to be brought in to drag away the carcass. In the end, the pig weighed 750 pounds, or 340 kilograms, and was twice as large as the largest pig Mims had ever taken down. Sure. You said they made a movie about this, or am I just hoping they did? <laughs> I was saying they could. There's okay. potential there. Yeah, I definitely want to see a Lake Placid-style movie. It's of called this How a Jerk Killed the Most Majestic Pig He'd Ever Seen. <laughs> Now, this pig has to be part of Mims's origin story. Yeah. This is the pig that killed his parents. <laughs> the great white pig. <laughs> Swallowed up my parents' hole. <laughs> then when they cut him open, my parents came out. <laughs> my dad with that pack of cigarettes he'd left with. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our final story. Anybody have any personal stories involving pigs? Um, well, living in the, the Reno Sparks area for, for the longest time, my parents decided, enough of this. Let's go out to where there's nothing. Which Sean's parents did as well. See, I know something about that. <laughs> Sean to a more extreme degree. But we moved into a neighborhood that was just being built, and behind our house was nothing else. Yeah. The next door neighbors had a pet potbelly pig that they let wander around, and really? it was the nicest pig. Yeah. I don't think I ever well, saw for, that pig. Well, for a while, we didn't have a fence, and the, like we'd be outside playing. The pig would just come out and just hang out and huh. roll around in the dirt, and we'd pet it, and it'd oink a bunch, and then they'd call <laughs> it, and it'd run home. <laughs> Yeah, when my mom was a kid, she had a pet potbelly pig, and she said it was one of her favorite pets she ever had. Well, and it, I don't know if they potty trained this thing, but it was huge. Oh, yeah. It must have been like 150 pounds or more. <laughs> it, it was bigger than, let's say, a pit bull. Yeah. But it was the sweetest little thing, and you could give it whole apples and it'd bite half of one and like, <laughs> off. Whole prostitutes? <laughs> I gave it a whole prostitute once. That's a treat. Christmas time. Yeah, I said my my mom had a pig when she was a kid, but I never met it, and she never really dealt with pigs as a vet, so I don't really have any uh, personal pig stories. I mean, my my mother's family had a pig, but her brothers also worked for a exotic pet store and would bring home pretty much anything. Yeah, like at a point, at one point, they owned an orangutan. What? <laughs> it died. Oh. Because it got up in a tree in the winter, and her mother's idea of getting it down was to spray it with the hose. Oh, man. Oh, no. Save that for our orangutan episode. I don't think I've had any close run-ins with pigs. Oh, wait. No, That's actually, funny. I just remembered a, a great story that I wanted to tell. Uh, the details of this are fuzzy. I should have gotten clarification before we started. But when my dad was in high school, uh, his high school and another high school were, were rivals, and there was sort of like a prank war going on. And at one point, my dad's school got three pigs and let them loose inside the other school at night. So there were three pigs running wild through the school. Before they released them, though, they painted on the pigs one, two, four. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> and I always thought that was pretty great. But how, like, honestly, when you, once you put a pig in somewhere, how wild is it going to go? Yeah, probably not too bad. I have a... Yeah, I, I guess the question is, do they do the opposite of what they do if they go loose? Like, if you get one of the loose fuzzy pigs that turn into a boar, do they just turn back into a normal pig in a couple <laughs> months? Do you see months? them shrink and lose all their hair? Do they turn into a normal boy? <laughs> My only relationship with pigs is I have a pretty strict no smarter than rule for eating meat, and pigs are beyond it. So hmm. I don't eat 
pork or octopus because I'm afraid that they might rise up against us someday and I want to be on their side. <laughs> the octopus for sure. I will not tell you about lunch today. <laughs> I don't judge anyone who does eat them. Just a just a personal defense thing. Yeah, I get that. All right, then we'll move on to what are your morals worth? Mm. It's, don't eat pigs. It's apt that Kelly brought up not eating pigs because our question today is if you currently eat pork, how much to never eat it again? And if you don't eat pork, how much to eat it at least twice a month for the rest of your life? I, this is going to be pretty cheap for me because honestly, <clears throat> the only form of pork I eat often is bacon. Yeah. And even then, that's a breakfast thing. I don't really get it on burgers because I find bacon to mostly be overpowering. Yeah. And like I said, I had chops today, but I'm bad at cooking chops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than the fact that pork is such a like a prevalent meat, like I don't think I'd miss it much if I never had to eat it again. Yeah, I don't. I, and I know there's people. People right now, they're going, but bacon, yeah. take your head out of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like pork as an ingredient, but I don't really like it as a, as a meal. You know, I, I'm the opposite. I like bacon on burgers and I like sausage in like burritos or whatever, but I don't really sit down to just mm-hmm. eat pork ever. So, yeah, it's not that big a deal. And Kelly has like chicken sausage so, or turkey sausage, like switching over to that. No great loss. Yeah. I- I've always thought turkey is a better meat. Yeah. And much less intelligent. Give <laughs> <laughs> me like 500 bucks to try out other other substitutes. 500? Like, I mean, I yeah, I, I can. I get 500 bucks. <laughs> I'd like to have someone on my no pork size, Andy. <laughs> well, well, hang on a sec. I, I could use $400. <laughs> yeah, it's not much, but what would I? I mean, I, I wouldn't miss it much, but I also think I could milk them for some good money. I say, well, who, who, who is doing this? Like the pork council? Yeah. And what would you have to give me? Like, I don't think I'd need as much as like a new car, but I'd probably need more than like a new game system. Somewhere in between there. <laughs> 500 bucks right now gets you an Xbox One X at Costco. Yeah. Well, like uh, the, the pills that I've been taking recently, like the one thing that it listed on them was do not take with grapefruit juice. Yeah. And I have never wanted grapefruit juice more than when I'm taking <laughs> these pills. So it could be like that. Like, would the money get taken away from me if I ever ate pork again? Yeah, yeah but see, I'll just have to give back 500 bucks. I can afford that. <laughs> yeah, uh, $10,000. I do it for 10000 That's steep. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, I just have to work around it for the rest of my life. You know, there's so many things that you just don't think about that have pork in yeah. them. I bet I could help I know. make it okay. Yeah, I know. I do like chorizo. I mean, we could put the spices in beef, but it's not the same. <laughs> I, I think I'll go for more. Like it's again, it's not like a big loss for me, but it's anything that requires a change for the rest of my life is kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I think I'll go. I think I'll double Sean. Yeah. 20,000. How about you, Kelly? I feel like I'm the only one in a moral quandary here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. We're, we're getting paid to have morals. <laughs> you're getting paid to take them away. Yeah. And like all the money that you get, you can give to your favorite like pig rescue foundation. <laughs> what if we and what if we assured you that the pig the, the pigs that you're eating are the jerk pigs, yeah. <laughs> the tattooed ones? <laughs> How much? You said twice a month. Mm-hmm. How much twice a month? Uh, just uh, like bacon. Yeah, just something. Let's like, say a serving, yeah. a, a meal that's centered around pork. Uh, not not that much. Let's say four ounces. It, okay. Yeah, a couple a couple of medallions of tendy. 
Oh. That's what we call tenderloin in the biz. <laughs> what biz is that? The Andy biz. <laughs> See, I think it would have been cheaper before this episode. I only <laughs> thought they were smart as dogs, but now they're as smart as chimps. So the question I'm asking myself is, how much would you have to pay me to eat monkeys twice or apes twice <laughs> think, a month? I think I'd pay you to try to monkey at least once. <laughs> But I'm also one of those guys where if a guy was like, okay, in my will, I want you to try to eat me. I'm like, oh, I'll try a slice. <laughs> I'll make a sandwich out of that. The pigs aren't writing wills. They're not that smart. Not yet. <laughs> I'd eat person if someone offered it to me. Yeah, I'll just hang out with Adam. 20000 Yeah. Okay. Sure. Man, I was expecting Welcome you to like want to start some sort of school for gifted pigs or something for several hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a very mild. I mean, I'm not even a true vegetarian anymore, so... I'm pretty mild as far as such Professor things go. Professor Xavier's school for gifted pigs. <laughs> X-Pig. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks to my co-hosts, and thank you so much for tuning in today. If you would like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can also find us on Twitter at AcidPopPodcast and contact us at AcidPopPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and give us all the stars you can. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you next week. You okay? Heard <laughs> that mucus. <laughs> Andy needs a sec. One of our hosts just turned inside out. <laughs>